You're listening to the Clutter Fairy Weekly, a weekly webcast and podcast brought to you by the Clutter Fairy in Houston, Texas. If you'd like to participate in one of our live webcasts, please visit cfhou.com slash weekly. You'll find a calendar of upcoming webcasts, as well as instructions for joining the Zoom meeting via the app or by phone. We'd love to see you. That URL again is cfhou.com slash weekly. Now here's the weekly episode. Enjoy. Hi, Clutter Fairy fans. This is the Clutter Fairy Weekly for October 18th, 2022. I'm your co-host, Ed Gumnick, and I'm speaking with Gail Goddard, certified professional organizer and owner of the Clutter Fairy in Houston, Texas. Hi, everybody. The Clutter Fairy Weekly is the webcast and podcast that digs deep into the clutter that piles up between you and the life you want to be living. We explore the habits and behaviors that lead to clutter, and we suggest strategies to slow the accumulation, reduce the collection, and comfortably manage the stuff we decide to keep. If you're new to our Zoom meeting, we want to let you know that you can share your comments and questions via the chat feature, and I'll try to make sure Gail answers them before we move on to another topic. You can also use the raise hand feature if you'd like to ask a question or make a comment yourself via audio or video. We're also streaming the webcast live on Facebook, so you can share your questions and comments there, and I'll relay them to Gail. We'll start, as usual, by recapping last week's weekly tittle, which was called Asking the Right Questions. The assignment was to craft craft a set of algorithms or questions to apply to a decluttering project that's been keeping you stuck. We'd like to hear from our participants in Zoom and Facebook. Did anyone experiment with new algorithms or clutter trimming questions this week? Please let us know in the comments. I think this tittle might have been too daunting for some of our audience, because as of this morning, we hadn't received any comments or replies in response to the assignment. But while I was checking my traps, I discovered another response to (laughs) the previous week's Five Commandments tittle that's so thoughtful and wise that we have to share it. Listen to Brigitte's five commandments. Number one, less is more. Whenever I have a chance to downsize my goods, I'm happy to do so. Number two, everything has a home. Whatever I use gets cleaned up immediately and put back into its home right after being used. Number three, before I start to shop online or physically, I think three times if I really need this. Have a little chat with a spouse. Maybe he has a brilliant idea about what we already own and could use or do before doing another purchase. Number four, cleaning our home happens in small, doable steps instead of pushing myself through eight-hour cleaning days because that only results in procrastination and not even (laughs) even bothering anymore to start as the job has become (laughs) way too massive. Number five, I love our home. It is perfect as it is, and it deserves loving and caring attention every single moment. I wrote to Bridget to say how much I love this list, and especially that she chats with her husband before making a new purchase. The idea of team problem solving is so great. They think about it together and see if they have a solution that works already at home before they run out to buy something new. I also like that she's found a source of procrastination around cleaning, and so doing it in smaller, more frequent increments works better than in one long cleaning day and she's incorporated that method of cleaning into her commandments Brigitte is being positive and affirming and she's being respectful and realistic 
and she's created five commandments that work for her house. I think these are an excellent example of what we're aiming for with, with that tittle. And thanks so much for sharing it with us. It was really, um, it was really great. And I love the teamwork problem solving the best. That's my favorite part of the whole list. Well, I like too, that it's part practical philosophy and part affirmation. Yeah. You no, know, it's reminding yourself the principles you want to stick to. And then also acknowledging the success you've already, the, you've already gained. Your home is already, you are already good and complete and your Happy. home is, and your home is perfect. And that, you know, that sense, that affirmation uh, can give you the energy to do what you want to do to, to make things work better for you. It's mm -hmm. all about, it's all about making it work better for you. Right. And it, she can turn to that list any time and go, oh yeah, I, I don't need to clean for eight hours today. <laughs> I'm doing it in smaller pieces because that works better for me. And that's, that is a realistic way to accomplish it as opposed to diving in and working until I drop at the end of the day and getting it all done at once. Like nobody likes to do that unless they're like super enthusiastic about cleaning and they probably have a YouTube cleaning channel if they're that person. And so if you're not that person, you know, making the, making the goals more realistic for how you work and then making that part of your commandments, I think is brilliant. So thank you for sharing again. Um, we've said it once before, but we wanted to let everybody hear your list today because we really thought it was um, excellent. So we have a great, a great comment, a, a comment that makes me very curious from Samudra. And I would like to hear more. She says, my email is in violent transition. <laughs> That's interesting. I wonder what that means. I tried to take Ed's advice on, you know, getting whole things in, in, in Gmail, particularly because when I first got Gmail, it was like 60,000, you know? I'm like, oh, my goodness. And like, yeah. And my, my pet millennial says, just ignore that. And I'm like, no, it's somewhere. You know? And so I'm trying to go through and unsubscribe from not everything lets you unsubscribe, especially if they're scams. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, um, but to unsubscribe from unwanted newsletters and not have to file everything and use bigger boxes. I delete a lot of stuff, but I just, one of the things I've done was I got rid of my landline because it's $75 a month for nothing but junk. There right. are few people who only know that number. So I had to keep for two reasons. One of which is that some people only can contact me, through, can contact me only through that number. And the other one is that if I don't have that phone, I can't sometimes can't find my other phone. <laughs> so I figured that phone all my other. So I got a cheap one and transferred it to consumer cellular, which is what my good line is on. So I got rid of all the space where my three landline handsets were used up. And now I have everything, carry everything around on these like everything's here. <laughs> it's two cell phones. But That's meanwhile, great. I'm on a computer and Gmail is like. I haven't yet got them synced and I don't like to see it on my computer except I just found out I could do that to it on my computer and make it go away, but it doesn't necessarily sync here. So I'm trying to figure all this out. I mean, I don't yeah. I'm still getting the voicemail set up. All right. Well, so it sounds like you need some tech consultation uh, to help <laughs> you with well, that. I'm pretty much of a geek, but I was until the cloud came along. <laughs> I was until Windows 10 and the cloud and I went, oh, 
know, <laughs> my daddy used to solder the ones and zeros. So right? I'm not unfamiliar with computers, but the new software is boggling me. Right. It's, well, well and it, it's funny how that, that seems to be just how the, that seems to be just how the tech world works nowadays. You, you yeah. feel at some point, you feel like you have your head completely wrapped around something and then they blow one it up. Update, yeah, one update, one update or significant change. Like a bad and manager like, thinks he's not managing unless he's changing things. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tech is a very fluid environment. Tech does not land oh. anywhere and stick at all. I'm, tech I'm is think, constantly I'm moving. Out that everything is kind of you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a, I mean, the things you bought yesterday no longer available. You know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, thank you, right, thank well, you, thank you, thank you for thank sharing. You. <laughs> for filling us in on what violent <laughs> things are happening to your email. <laughs> All right. Um, M shared. I was forced into new thinking this week because the landlord wants to replace one of my kitchen appliances. Ah. I have to rearrange furniture to make a path for the dolly to move the furniture. I have to remove clutter and piles of junk I meant to sort. That's the um. What's the shaving that's the shaving the yak problem <laughs> that we've right? talked about before uh, well concentrate on the pathway and right. you know as much as you can um get out recycled trash donate to get out of your way just be focused on that pathway and so that you can um, make space for where it's happening well and don't let it don't let you know this particular chore disrupt other projects you have have in the works if you have to you know stick some post-it notes and labels and and keep to keep some yeah to even whatever, if you have to pause whatever, on other projects to work on this any organization you've already done if you want to maintain it you know do, do what you can to to label and jot notes about where you were yeah yeah exactly hey Ameda has her hand up Good morning. I already sent, um, this. I don't want to take you guys off topic, but I was so excited. I sent Gail my Max sold auction went on went live yesterday. Yay! So this is a, <laughs> this is a project really three years in the making. My mother passed three years ago. And my dad will have passed a year ago in November. So, and we've been talking but, about it for most of that time. Most of that time I've worked with a professional organizer from Connecticut. I've worked with one in Maryland. So, um, Gail's been like super helpful in sort of supporting the team and in terms of getting getting me uh, what we needed to go through. So my parents had stuff for 64 years and they traveled all over the world. My dad was in the Air Force for 26 years mm. and they left it all to their only child. And it was a lot. And it turned into a horde at the end, the organized horde, you know, but um, all my all my vintage toys are now on display. And that's because I'm 60 and she just happened to have everything. Oh, so I've got wow. all this stuff. Uh, yeah, like the original, um, uh, like the flyer sleds and the, <laughs> the, the silver Christmas tree with a light, if y'all know what that is. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, th that, that's what's going the most is a Christmas tree that has lights on it. And it's all great stuff. But I already downsized my house and I can't bring my parents' life with me. Yeah, exactly. So, um, right. So I'm super happy that you mounted a Max sold auction. That's wonderful. And um, I went, I clicked through it really fast this morning just to see what was out there. And you got a lot of lots out there. And so, um, and a lot of the bidding happens at the very last minute. So 
super excited for you. That is wonderful. Yeah. And um, some people are asking about the auction. So you might post the link to the auction in the chat today. So if people want to oh, come okay, and sure. go and look it at it. It was helpful too, because with COVID and everything, the relatives that all want to come through and, you know, and go through the house, they never came. Um, this is a way for them to see it too. And they can, yeah, yeah, they can, they it. can buy something and then they have to come and pick it up. <laughs> Right. <laughs> they so come have, and take it away. So I have That's documentation awesome. that you're supposed to come and get this. So, yes, um, exactly. So it's exactly. super helpful in that regard too. And I think I've, you know, and there's people that are upset about things I put in there, but it's done. Well, so yeah, that it's like you can't be lot. upset if you're not willing to do any of the work. That's my like if you're not doing nothing, you don't get a vote. All right. That's right. That's what I That's have to right. say about it. You know, I know That's you've been right. busting your patootie to make this happen. And so no bitching from the peanut gallery didn't do nothing. That's what I'm exactly, saying. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm um, sorry, you know, I'm, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so we will watch that. We'll watch the auction and, and see how you end up with, and you can report when it's done. Thank you for right. um, making me a referral notice. I got an email that said that you had um, uh, added me in as the referral source. And so I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, that's and, the other um, thing. I did get a discount from my, professional organizers sometimes are connected with these sites too yeah so they yeah, gave exactly. me a hundred dollar they got gave me a hundred dollar discount just for mentioning it so um awesome. and, and it was helpful to them too because they know how to lay they know how to lay stuff out for an auction now yes so, exactly um, yeah the the first one that i watched and was in there while the team was doing their thing it was like oh i get it now like it was great to see how they prepared the lots and and so you can, they can do like, you can do a thing where you make the lots yourself and then they just come and take pictures of them, or you can pay for the full service of them to do everything. And Gail, so, what is the site or service? Uh, Maxsolds.com. M-A-X-S-O-L-D. Yes, sir. Com. Okay. Yes. Thanks, Maida. Thanks for um, the update. We'll wait and see how it goes. Dawn reports, I didn't do the tittle, but I identified two areas I can apply it to. One, a drawer of nylons, which are not a significant part of my life right now. <laughs> Two, <laughs> binders. I love the white ones with the space to make my own cover on the front. After all the decluttering and organizing I've been doing, I'll evaluate my, what my need is and how big the herd needs to be. How big the binder collection needs to be. Right. Yes. Well, and, and you, you know, know, pay attention oh, to the, pay attention to, the closing mechanisms and how loose or functional it is. Pay attention to the rings and whether they're still uh, closing correctly. And, and the bigger the binder gets, the heavier the full binder will be. So pay attention to how much weight you feel comfortable pulling on and off the shelf without breaking your arm. <laughs> right. So keep that in mind as you make your selections. I, there was one more comment I wanted to share before we get onto our main topic. CJ said, I missed last week, but my ongoing mini project applies. Algorithm, no more junk drawer, only a utility drawer. Ah, there meaning, you go. Meaning no random miscellaneous. Everything has a specific and current use that doesn't fall into another major category elsewhere, such as the toolbox for repairs. This morning, I tossed every pen in there that doesn't write quickly and easily. There you go. Because who needs to store a bunch of pins that don't work, right? Well, and those, two, those last two comments highlight um, two features of the weekly tittle that I think are, are useful. One is it doesn't, you don't have to necessarily do everything 
the the week we assign it if it gets you started and and shifts your thinking just a little bit we're we're calling it a success right and then the and then the the other is you know it it if it gets you moving on something that's tangential or unrelated it's also a success it's still movement right as long as you're as long as you get into movement in some by in some way after thinking about and attempting or not even just thinking about not attempting the tittle (laughs) right (laughs) exactly and in you know in the clutter universe everything counts because all motion is better than no motion and so we we do not worry about degrees of motion we only um we only focus on did you move at all and if you did it's a win and we get to celebrate and hopefully you can come and tell us about it all right let's let's get on to the main topic sir yes sir before you can say boo we'll be kicking off the season of fun joy food shopping and chaos that runs from halloween into the new year this year How about making the season exactly what you would like it to be? Today, we're going to suggest strategies to streamline holidays for yourself and your loved ones with simpler, less stressful, less cluttered approaches to gift giving, gift getting, decorating, entertaining, and enjoying the season. I know it feels a little early to start talking about the holidays, but we want to help you get in the right frame of mind before you start running the holiday decorating, shopping, and entertaining gauntlet this year. Once the race has started, you'll need to be focused to be successful. So we want to encourage you to start gathering your thoughts about what's important to you and your family during this time. That way you can filter your actions through those values and keep your holiday celebrations as low stress and clutter-free as possible this year. This week's survey got great responses as, as always, and the overwhelming sense of your answers to the question, what vibe you want the home to convey, was a feeling of peace warmth, coziness, and relaxation. What you're describing is an experience of your home and your entertaining. So how can you get and keep that vibe in your home? Here's how Lori answered our survey question. She said, sharing my husband's love of the Christmas season and memories of his late grandmother with a small decorated Christmas tree and a meal together. And Leela said, my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. I love having a day with family gathered around me without involving expensive fireworks, piles of sugary candy, or presents. I enjoy just being thankful for what we have and spending time together. Their responses reflect the warmth they feel during the holidays, sharing special time with loved ones. Listening to their statements, it's so obvious what they treasure about the season, isn't it? Everyone's answer may be slightly different or even wildly different, so First and foremost, your home needs to reflect what makes you feel peaceful and cozy and relaxed. You'll spend most of your time in there, so it should make you happy first. Then there's a bit of holiday magic that happens. If you're happy and relaxed in your space, anyone else who visits your home will pick up on that. Your peaceful mood partially transfers to them because what you're feeling you share with others. We also asked our audience what they liked the least about holiday preparations, and Susie nicely summed up a lot of the answers we received. I am so overwhelmed by the amount of work it takes to decorate, shop, cook, which I hate, clean, and take down decorations. It has me dreading the season instead of looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to my daughter taking over Christmas at her home. (laughs) I love that she's like, yeah, I need to hand this one off. (laughs) Time to delegate. Time to delegate we're hoping to provide some relief today to everybody who feels like Susie. The goal is for you to be happy first. You have to ask yourself what makes you happy. 
We asked our audience what their favorite part of the holiday season is. And your answer to that is to that. Your answer to that question is a key to what makes you happy. Focusing on your favorite parts and cutting out your least favorite parts will help you have a joyful season. So first let's talk about entertaining and holiday meals. <clears throat> Most of you said that what makes your family, what makes you happy is your family time and or the food. <laughs> so <laughs> concentrate on creating meaningful family time or on making good food happen. Keep your holiday entertaining as simple as possible. And remember what we've said in the past about entertaining. Less is more. And your guests aren't really coming to your party for the elaborate decorations, the sparkly treat, or the dizzying array of food. They're coming to spend a special time in the company of people they care about, you and your family. It takes a lot of hard work to cook and clean. So think outside the box. How can you have good food without too much work? Set a non-traditional table. Use fewer pieces of a table setting or use disposable dishes and cutlery if you like. Instead of making all of your favorite foods, pick the most popular two or three to make and skip the rest of the special cooking. Fill in the balance of your holiday meal with prepared foods from the store or a restaurant or a catering service. You can also serve non-traditional foods or keep meals relatively simple to keep the focus on your few homemade favorites. You know, Gail, um, one of the questions in the um, general ask us anything mm -hmm. question on the survey this week uh, what asked what you know what do I like to cook for the holiday or what do I have in mind and one of my favorite things is a non-traditional deconstructed Thanksgiving oh you know a, a lot of people have really strong feelings about we have to eat for Thanksgiving what we've always eaten for Thanksgiving <laughs> And my green beans to, with mushroom, cream and mushroom. Right, right, and the <laughs> and the fried onion stuff on top. Yeah. My, and my, my favorite response to that was one year I did a I did a deconstructed Thanksgiving. So instead of all the work of storing, defrosting, washing, pre preparing, stuffing, and cooking a turkey, I bought you know turkey breast. I think it was a turkey, a bone, bone in turkey breast. Okay. Bought a couple of those and did a sort of just a little turkey, you know, just a little rolled turkey roast. Oh. No, no stuffing. Instead of stuffing, I made polenta and, and right before we were ready to eat, we threw the polenta on the grill. Oh. oh and we also did, you know, slabs of sweet potato instead of the, the very sweet sweet potatoes and marshmallows we did savory sweet potatoes also on the grill pre-cooked them in the oven so that at the last minute all we had to do was throw them on the grill to get grill marks on them and crispy a little yeah and it was it was actually it all ended up being a lot less work now of course that only worked because in houston you can frequently grill outdoors <laughs> at thanksgiving that's not true everywhere <laughs> right but it, but it worked for us and I'm sure it was fabulous. It sounds excellent. It was it was simpler. It it required a much smaller commitment of, of time and and a, cooking and, and hours of cooking. And a lot and a lot of the stuff could be done in advance since we were just warming things up yeah, at the last. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it was it's a nod to Thanksgiving. You know, you had turkey, you had a a, a starch, <laughs> right? But it, and you had sweet potatoes, but you did it in a way that was less of a hassle to cook yeah. right 
I love that idea. Now, you know, it may twitch people out to do that, but yeah, if you want it that bad, you can cook it yourself. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, there were, and one of the ways I, I got away with it was there were none of the, you know, stick in the mud traditionalists coming to this particular Thanksgiving <laughs> feast. The right? ones who will complain if they cannot have the stuffing ladled out of the, the, the innards of the bird right. and served onto their plate. <laughs> well, would love to come for that Thanksgiving dinner anytime. That sounds awesome. <laughs> okay, let's talk decorating. Decorating. Let's see. That's next. As you set up, set aside items that you don't plan to use as possible donations. It's better to no donate them before the holidays so that people who are struggling to decorate on a budget can go to a donation center and find your great Halloween decorations before Halloween comes and goes. Your decorations are much more likely to get picked up if you donate well ahead of the holiday for which they're appropriate. Also, making these sorting choices while you're decorating means that you still have the energy to decide what works and what you're ready to let go of. If you wait until after the season when your decorations are coming down, you'll be sick of the holiday theme and ready to stop thinking about the season that's passed. And if you donate them then, no one will see those decorations for another year. So make these choices early as your decor is going up and donate your excess right away. And think about, think of how much easier the packing up and putting away will be because you're going to have less to manage and put away if you've taken things out to good to donation. So aim for that. Do it up front. Gail, Deborah asked, uh, Deborah said, I'm recently divorced and selling the house of 20 plus years. Mm, in previous years. In previous years, I hosted big holiday parties at my house with multiple trees, et cetera, and now need to part with a large amount of the decor quickly. I'm having difficulty letting things go and would prefer them to go to someone or someplace that can use the decor. What's your advice on that? So I have to say first, um, if you're in the process of uh, you're getting a divorce and you're having to um, deconstruct your family life around the holidays i know that it's going to be very emotionally straining for you that it makes it hard and i'm sorry you're having to do it in a hurry one of the ways that you can make sure the stuff gets used is contact places that decorate for groups so if you think of a school an elementary school middle school high school teachers are decorating classrooms the schools decorate um you know the cafeteria and the the performance stage that they have um, the theater groups use them in plays and things like that any kind of uh home or shelter that houses children yes it's going to be a good it's going to decorate senior centers uh senior homes assisted living places you never know how much of a budget they have for that kind of stuff and if you have nice stuff that would be pretty to use um, they might be willing to take some of that. And so you do need to call in advance and ask. A church might use it in decorating. Um, they usually have parish halls and they also do things like they adopt families during the season. And so if you go to some sort of a, um, uh, if you're part of a religious organization that is doing any kind of um, supporting families during the holidays, then part of what they may be doing is providing decorations to the family for free. And so um, if you can find a program that's doing that, 
you can donate some of your trees to go to support another family. And that might make it a little bit easier to let go. So you just have to think in terms of, um, you know, how those, um, who is providing decorations for groups of people that are, that probably don't have big decorating budgets. And you probably have lots of money sunk into decorating really pretty trees and you know how great it would be for them to receive that sort of lock, stock, and barrel, and be able to uh, put out something really fabulous that didn't cost, didn't bless their budget for the year. So um, you may have to make some phone calls, and I would ask your friends uh, where do they do charity work, who's supporting, um, you know, programs. Ask around and see who else knows about places as well. Uh, make the phone calls so that you don't show up with stuff that they don't want, but. Um, you ought to be able to find um, places that are serving the public that can definitely use what you have. And good luck. Paul has suggested maybe post the Christmas items on free cycle. Oh, that too. Unlike can, Facebook or next door, you can remain anonymous. Right. But you can also you know, use Facebook or next door. If you want, um, you don't want to share with people who are in your circles and, or, or your neighborhood on the right. subject of food, M said sometimes mother assigned dishes for us to bring mm. and it's really tempting you know I've, I've known a lot of people who wanted tight control over the menu for the for the holiday meal for thanksgiving christmas whatever whatever the whatever the holiday is and if you're one of those people this is a good time to do a little self-reflection and decide you know, what's really important, um, how much uh, do you want to have exactly the right dishes in exactly the right proportions, or do you want to have the energy and the relaxed, uh, peaceful state to really enjoy the day? You know, let yes, somebody exactly. let somebody help <laughs> surrender some of the control <laughs> and, and don't I'm, you know and don't be wigged out about the results because ultimately everybody's going to come and eat anyway that's the whole point and if you can let go of exactly how it needs to be you can surrender some of your stress about it and that's the ultimate goal right how can you be less stressed about providing the food and if you're the one that's creating the really harsh parameters that take a lot of work to meet then you're the one creating the stress for yourself and so um he's suggesting that you think about those parameters and whether they're really worth the stress that you're going through to maintain them i've been that you know that control freak trying to have the perfect meal with you know six six courses from appetizers to 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 dessert and after dinner drinks and it's exhausting it is exhausting to be the meal prep perfectionist well i mean you can make it happen and i'm sure the results will be fabulous but then you have given your day over to all the work it takes to make that happen and maybe that's not exactly how you want to spend your whole day just a thought <laughs> um catherine said when i inherited a traditional scandinavian meal instead of doing it all posted a family list which allowed everyone an opportunity to sign up for a part for example swedish rice pudding meatballs lutefisk mashed yeah. potatoes left sut etc there you go i mean it, at least if you if you have an idea of okay i want something i want the meatballs to be prepared and i will take whoever's meatballs right like let them let them provide them and 
and, and call it done. Uh, Mar shared. And Mar shared, and I, I'm. She's posted this publicly, so I'm going to say it, and and she may be busted with her friends. But here's a thought: My girlfriend and I did first Thanksgiving meal. We ordered in the whole meal, then dusted ourselves with flour onto our aprons. No one knew the difference. Had a lot of fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. If you order it in and then you take credit for it, we do not care. You Whatever can even, you makes know, you happy. Like, <laughs> Just sprinkle a spoonful of gravy around the, you know, on the top of the stove. On the stove. To make it look authentic. I love it. Thanksgiving staging. There you go. I love it. That's awesome. Hey, man, you know what? It's still turkey when it comes from Luby's Cafeteria. It's, you know, is it your mother's turkey? No, but nobody is exhausted and passed out from all the work, so. I think it's a good trade-off that you don't always get the most perfect food, but you also, everybody has more energy to participate and share and interact with each other. And that's important. Okay. Are we ready to move on? Yes. Okay. We're going to talk about gift giving. How about gift giving while you're handing out Halloween candy? It's a great time to work on a gift list for yourself. That way you can give your list to your spouse, your partner, your family and friends, long before Thanksgiving and cut down on receiving random uninspired gifts that you'll end up feeling awkward and guilty about later. Make sure your list has a variety of choices at different price points so that all everybody's budget can be addressed. Include links, store or website names, email contacts for those gifts too. Preparing a wish list enables thoughtful, low stress gift giving for everybody that's buying for you. Your loved ones get to give you something that they absolutely know you want. And of course, no one other than a child expects to get everything on their list. So you're just creating a list of possibilities. You're not recreating it. I have to have all this list. You're saying, I would love to have anything on this list. Or you might decide to ask for donations towards one large gift. Tell everyone you want to buy X, a new phone, a television, a trip to see your friend in Colorado, and you can't afford it on your own. Maybe a concert ticket or a plane ticket or a pair of very fancy shoes. Asking for your family to collectively buy something means that they can put in the amount of money they wish and still fund it 100%. If everyone helps to buy you one big ticket item, your gift receiving process gets very stress-free because you're getting one gift from everybody. Nothing like getting exactly what you want. And the older you are, the more that anything counts as a possible gift. So dream big. Think outside the box of traditional gifts. Look for things you spend money on and would like help with. Maybe you want a housekeeper to come once a month, or you want laundry service all year round, or you want a massage every month. Everyone can buy you massage gift certificates. So just think in terms of how you would spend money and whether they can help you with that. They can contribute towards that. They can give you a gift card towards that. And if you tell people what you want, you make all their guessing go out the window. And will it completely eliminate the random uninspired gift that you had no thought into? No, it will not. But it will greatly reduce those gifts. And so you will get more of the things that you asked for and things that you really care about. And you will have less um, you know, randomness that you have to deal with on the back end. And frankly... <clears throat> Most everybody appreciates the tips. 
it feels weird to say, I want this and make a list of things that you want, but it makes their choices and shopping so much easier. When you say this at this website on this page is what I want. And they can go click that thing and see it and see that it's a price they're willing to pay and buy it and be done. And that makes their shopping a thousand times better. And they don't have to wander around the store going, what should I get for her? I don't know what she wants. I don't know what she already has. Blah, blah. I don't know what to do. Oh, look, this box is pretty. Like <laughs> you end up with stuff that is appropriate to you instead of them trying to cope with, they don't know what to give you. I've been doing it for years. Our family has been doing it for years. You know, we get the, where's your list email. If you don't do it in a timely manner, you start getting emails. Where's the list? Where's the list? And we, nobody gets everything on their list. We go and select a few things off the list and it's perfectly, my dad always wants books and he has a million mile long list of books. So it's super easy to go find books that I think look interesting that I know he already wants. And I buy those two or three and that makes him happy. He has books to read. So <clears throat> It's a win-win for everybody, I'm telling you. And he still doesn't know which books of his 200 books he's going to get. It's still a surprise to him which ones show up. Sometimes I buy something, he's like, oh, I didn't remember that was on the list. This is cool. So you, you will not be, he does not blow the surprise very much, really. And it gives you a whole lot of flexibility. So do it, do it, try it and see what happens. Okay, let's talk about gift shopping. Deborah asked how to keep track of the gifts you buy because she ends up with three gifts for one friend and nothing for another. And especially if you're shopping early or over a longer lead time, you need to maintain a gift list, either as a note on the phone or a pad at home if you're, do, if you're into paper instead of electronic. Every time you buy something thinking this is a great gift for XYZ, you need to update the list. Even if you keep a paper list at home, you can take a picture of it to refer to at the store while you're shopping. That might stop you from buying something else when your friend already has two things on the list. I think without a list, we can favor one friend over another as easier to buy for. For some people, you have tons of ideas and for others, you're drawing a blank. That means you're, that means you're buying the easy ideas and you end up with way more for one person than another. If you start a list of possible gifts for all that you need to buy for, you can see where you have thoughts and where you need some work or some research or some requests for suggestions, those friends that you don't have any great ideas for, you need to like do some research on their social media page, or you need to ask them, do you have some ideas? Do you have something that you want? You need some more data input to help shop for them. Putting some thought into your gift ideas before you go shopping in person or online helps you target your shopping better and it will help with the gift giving imbalance and help you budget your spending as well. So maintaining that list, starting for whenever you start thinking about Christmas or whatever gift exchanging holiday you're working on, uh, it, it's important. And it's important the longer, some people shop in the summer for the holidays in the winter. And so there's a long lead time that they put into collecting gifts and that's a recipe for forgetting what you got in the closet for sure. So maintaining a list and keeping access to it, it's easy so that you can see it when you're shopping and that you can see it at home to remind you what you bought is really, really important for you to manage your stuff. My mom 
was a year-round Christmas shopper. She mm. was really good about, you know, everywhere she went, she was keeping an eye out for that special something for, for everyone. But she was also a compulsive list maker. So ah. she didn't, she didn't, she only occasionally, I, sh- I was going to say she didn't lose things. She a- occasionally gave you a Christmas <laughs> gift in late January when, <laughs> when she that, refound that it she, again, <laughs> you know, that she had bought the previous January. <laughs> M said, when I submitted website or catalog lists, they were for things like art supplies. The family objected because they could not relate to the items. And you know, sometimes some people do, you know, some people do, you know, want to feel like some sort of emotional connection to the thing they're getting for you. And to those people, I say, okay, then give me a Visa gift card for crying right? out loud. Then give me some money. And, I, and afterwards, I will tell I'll you what shopping. I bought with it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like if you don't relate to the items, then, you know, go get a gift card from the website and give me that instead. Like, come on, I'm telling you what I want. Why are you giving me a problem about it? Well, and, and, and that is, you know, that is, you, you can't make that person's needs around gift giving your problem. Yeah. 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 It's true. Right. I mean, right. And, and, but that's also speaks to if they can't relate to the art supplies, then maybe you have to have other things on your list that they expand the list of things that you want so that it's there's a few options there's some variety in there yeah and you know surely there's something that they can relate to if it's not the art supplies but i would say um there must be some art if you're an artist there's got to be another artist in your family like you're you can't be the only one so aim for sending the art person art supplies and sending other parts of the list to other people if that helps karen says i will buy things for myself and hold them for the holidays i often forget about what i got that way i get what i want and it makes it easier for others i really don't (laughs) need anything right of course at this age you know there's a certain amount of yeah we're just adding to the stuff at this point but it but there is something to be said for my stepmother has done this. She's like, I don't trust, I don't trust your dad to shop for jewelry for me. I go buy what I want. I hand it to him and tell him to wrap it. So it's like, Hey, you know what? That works for them. They're totally cool with that. They don't need anything. She's just making herself happy. And so she went and she did that last year. She bought, um, I think a bracelet and, you know, it was something that was expensive and fancy and she liked it. And she got it and made sure it fit. It was all everything that she wanted. And then she handed it to him and said, wrap it up and put it under the tree. <laughs> and my dad was like, awesome. I'm on it. Like, that's a, like, and you know, that way she didn't get a piece of jewelry that he picked out that she had to go, Oh honey, isn't this lovely? And can I return it and get what I really want? Like, I remember way before I was an organizer, I worked in a County department and um, I supervised this woman who was older than me at the time and she was married and her, she wanted a um uh, a wingback chair in her living room and her husband went and without consulting her and bought a wingback chair with fabric on it that she hated and I remember this distinctly because he gave it to her. He was so proud that he had gone and gotten something that she wanted and she hated it. And she told him she hated it and she put it in the garage and she never used it. And I thought, 
what a way to guarantee that your husband will never buy for you again <laughs> by totally emotionally rejecting his gift and kicking it to the curb. And he never should have gotten something like that without um, her input. And so it was a fail all the way around. Everybody got their feelings hurt. Everybody was mad. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, that was really, that was a bad experiment that <laughs> went awry. And it's a perfect example of, he was trying to be loving and kind and he absolutely put the effort in to go find this chair. And <clears throat> she couldn't, she couldn't be even remotely gracious about it. And, and, and it was something that she really didn't like. And so she couldn't like fake it. She didn't want to have it used in the house and, oh gosh, it was just a fail all the way around. So I think consulting each other about what you want just ensures that you don't spend, you know, a thousand dollars for a chair that goes in the garage and makes you feel bad. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Randy shared, it's a tr tradition for me to forget something. I broke a record last year, though, when I found two books for my youngest grandson last week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So how about decluttering the holiday calendar? That would be helpful, wouldn't it? Instead of trying to say yes to every possibility that comes your way, select only a few very special events to attend or invitation to accept so that your enjoyment of the season doesn't get overwhelmed by the anxiety and pressure of a jam-packed social calendar. Especially if you have a busy life already, adding a bunch of holiday social events can be stressful, but there's also the reward of seeing special people in your life and participating in a fun social time with them. My point is there's both stress and reward in this ramped up social season. So take advantage of getting together with friends to make those warm memories and manage the, manage the amount of time you surrender to those events. So that is, uh, it's not a complete destruction of your, of your mental well-being during this season. <laughs> okay. We are running out of time. So I want to um, make a couple of announcements and then uh, maybe share one or two more comments, and then I'll come back to you for a final thought on this topic. Okay. We haven't reminded people in a while, if you're, if you're with us live, we want to remind viewers and listeners who may not be aware that all of these events get recorded and go on our YouTube channel with, what are we, coming up on 250? We have yeah. about 250 videos on a wide variety of organizing topics, visit cfhou.com slash YouTube. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube and click the bell icon next to the subscribe button if you'd like to get notified whenever we post a new video, which is, you know, once Every a week, week for the most part. Yeah. Right. Except when there, we there's a big catalog in there. So, you know, if you if you just watching one, you can go in and look at the video list and find a million other ones out there. <laughs> and, and I'm working gradually on every week i make a little more progress on the ongoing project of putting the videos into playlists so that yeah, yeah. if you want to see everything we've ever said about any a particular topic you can do that yeah it's really not everything we've ever said because we say a lot <laughs> we say a lot <laughs> it's true as we mentioned last week we're planning to adjust the format of some of our shows over the next few months to streamline the production process and free up some of my time to concentrate on the book we're writing. Next week, we'll feature the revised format. Instead of a deep dive into a large topic, we'll answer questions or discuss short topics audience members have submitted 
on a variety of organizing and decluttering themes. Join us next week, Tuesday, October 25th at noon U.S. Central Time, uh, live in Zoom and streaming on Facebook for the first installment of our new ongoing Ask Us Anything series. So that we can answer your questions and make the production easier for Ed and hopefully um, take our 70,000 words so far, he told me today, and uh, turn that into the book that you're going to be able to see later. Also, um, we, we've been accumulating, you know, we, we get lots of topic suggestions and we, when, when the topics are big enough to turn into a whole episode, we've turned them, you know, we've turned those into whole episodes, but we have, we've, we've gotten lots and lots of topic suggestions where it's really just a five minute discussion. And so mm-hmm. this is going to give us the opportunity to, to answer some of those questions and talk about little, little topics that don't really need the 45 minute hour, yeah. conversation. Yeah. yeah. So th- it's going to be kind of a nice, uh, nice change of pace for us for several reasons. Um, why don't you give us your final thoughts on this okay so my final thoughts are don't forget to take time off from decluttering if you need to we know you have a lot going on but give yourself permission to take a break from your decluttering projects for a few weeks make a few brief notes about any projects you need to put on hold or move out of view for the season and resist the urge to shove everything into hiding in a panicked rush Instead, gather the related materials into cartons or bins that you can label so that you'll be able to pick back up where you left off when the holiday dust settles. Don't forget to put some dates on your calendar to restart your projects. If you take a vacation during the holidays from decluttering, you want to know when that vacation ends and you need to get back to it. The longer you wait, the more motivation you need to get going again. So putting a restart date on the calendar is a mental reminder that you still have the intention to declutter on those projects. Hopefully that will help you pause for a moment, have some social time, and then return back to your cluttering projects in the new year when everybody wakes up and starts decluttering again. (laughs) Uh, One more great comment I want to share. Okay. Um, Catherine Mm -hmm. said, I finally talked my family out of gift exchanges a few years ago and then reneged this year and asked for a family picture. All 13 of us got together for a photo shoot. And for Christmas, I will get a book of prints of all of them, and they can get prints of their own family to give to others for gifts as well. Oh, what a great idea. That's awesome. And, you know, it was something that everybody participated in, so you had to get together to have the photo taken, which means you got to see everybody, and then you have this great photo on the other end. How lovely. What a great idea. And gets everybody warmed up for the hol- into that yeah, holiday spirit yeah, early. Yeah, that's awesome. Why don't you give us this week's tittle? Okay, this week's tittle is called Three Wise Choices. This week's assignment is to set intentions about how you'd like to spend and enjoy the holiday season. Your objectives may relate to shopping, gift giving, cooking, entertaining, or any other aspect of holiday celebrations that are important to you. Make a list of three intentions that you'd like to keep as the focus for your holiday celebrations this year. And here are a few examples. I will shop for gifts only for people on my list, and I will stay strictly within my budget. I will use minimal favorite decorations and resist the temptation to add to my collection of decorations. Yes, you should. In the interest of self-care, I will accept no more than one party invitation or social engagement per week this December. Post your list in a place where you can see and refer to it every day. 
And if you feel the demands of life and other people's needs and desires encroaching on your holiday plans, consult your three wise choices. <laughs> when in doubt, err on the side of your peace of mind and happiness. Your happiness is a generous gift that you can share with your loved ones, so nurture it. And if you choose not to celebrate any holidays at this season, set intentions around how you'll, you'll care for your health, happiness, and sanity while those around you are celebrating. Good luck. We can't wait to hear what the intentions are. And we can um, talk about how it's going as the season progresses and we roll by through the holiday season. If you're watching this on YouTube, we would love for you to join us live. To get notifications about upcoming events, we invite you to join the meetup group by visiting cfhou.com slash meetup. Don't be put off by the fact that it's called the Houston Clutter Coaching Meetup. That's just what it's called because we can't change the name now. It's been that name since 2009. Right. It's been, in, it's been out there for a long time. <laughs> you can also follow us on Facebook by visiting cfhou.com slash Facebook. Or subscribe to our mailing list by visiting cfhou.com slash subscribe. Kat asked, when and where do we submit those responses? If you, if you want to share your Tittle uh, homework with, with uh, the community, you can post it on Facebook. You can post it as a comment on the YouTube video, which will go up tomorrow. Or you can uh, post it as a reply to the show notes. So every week we prepare show notes that contain links to YouTube and the podcast and so forth. And the, the text of the title is there. For this week, the link will be cfhou.com slash TCFW, the Clutter Fairy Weekly, uh, 139. Today's episode 139. And so, you can always send anything you want to the, you know, go to the website and just click the contact yeah, um, click contact us. us by email as well. So and, whichever yeah. way works, we look at all of it. We see it all. Um, so it doesn't really matter how you post it up. Yeah, Just we'll find it where you like it. We love to hear from you. So please keep your questions, comments and topic suggestions coming on YouTube, Facebook or anywhere else that you find us. You can always reach us through our website at clutterfairhouston.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. We hope that we're helping you shift uh, you're thinking about holiday and holiday prep and holiday experience, and we can't wait to help you make it be smoother and more peaceful. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.